You're listening to Gensoki Radio Live number 107 this evening. I am Lunar, joined here by none other than my co-host for, I think, what's been the last couple of shows, and once again, DMJ654. Hello! Trying to get that, like, morning show radio host voice going on. Hello, everybody, and welcome to uh, Lunar and the Duck! What was the second word? Lunar and what? The, the dog? The duck. The duck. The duck. The, oh, right. You, you're on a. You're still talking about what duck town or whatever the, whatever it is. Duckville, you. Duckville, you. Duckville, USA. Yeah. The best. The best part of Twitch. Yeah. Like there's a lot of lot good about Twitch, but Duckville, USA is possibly the most wholesome. Wholesome chat, everybody. All right. Oh, I see. So welcome everyone. It's another live show this evening. It is August 21st through 2021. If you are, of course, on the correct part of the world, the right side of the dateline or whatever. So we're here talking about more music. We've got actually, this is going to be really interesting, but this hasn't happened for a long time. But aside from the background music that we're playing this evening, we are playing 100% music that is not played on the station before. And that hasn't happened. Hasn't that hasn't happened for quite a long time? So that is part of the theme of the show, uh, as it is called, ignition, the start of something new. So of course we've got a bunch of new music that we're going to be playing from, and there's no possible way that we can play something from every circle because there are a lot of them. Uh, let me just go down the list here real quick. Uh, Maybe count how many breaths this takes for me to get through, because it's 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 a list. Here we go. We have music from 5150, Angelic Quasar, AP and ND Start, Aramitama, Armalerics, At the Mercy of Sounds or Atmos, Azure Sands, Buncho Online, Crazy Beats, Forest Pireo, Frontier Records, Yamisu, Kishta Kyodan, Kissing the Mirror, Komiji Records, Lunatic Gate, Melodic, uh, Melodic, Darn you and your ducks, DMJ. Melodic of Heart. <laughs> Mist Bell, Mohican Sandbag, Newscraft, Otaku Elite Recordings, Q-Locks, Republic of Mosaku, Hattori, Sasaraya, Sakenya, Shishi My Brothers, Silly Walker, Sister Spread Eye, SJBSC, Sonic Hybrid Orchestra, Sonic Revolution, Sota no Yuki, Soy South, Tones, Totoro.net, UI70, Wave, XL Project, and White Elephant. And there are actually probably a few others that aren't in that list, but yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a lot. Um, most of those circles are brand new to the station, and you can already go and take a look at what we've got uh, up on our website, because all of the stuff that we just recently ingested and all those circles I mentioned are currently listed, so go see what we've got. Uh, that will be playing very soon on the station, once Phase 2 is in full effect, which uh, we'll talk about more later on in the show here. So... Aside from all that, obviously we've got new music, we've got new games to talk about, including an, an official Toho game, which is always fun to talk about, and of course a bunch of other station news. Uh, we had pre-orders for a couple of new shirt designs go up last month, and those shirts are now in. So we'll be shipping those out uh, next week here, very, very shortly. So yeah, a lot of exciting things going on station side, and it's 
been a really busy summer. So uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get into more of what we've got going on aside from all that. But DMJ, you've got a couple things that you've mentioned that you've wanted to either take care of yourself or do for some of the folks in the community. We talked a little bit about a sort of game thing that you've got planned. Any progress on that? You're talking about the, the Shadowrun? Yeah. I am actually still working on that. Um, so the hard part is um, vampires. vampires. <laughs> I know it sounds weird. Vampires don't exist in 5th edition. They are a 4th edition add-on that I have to figure out how to work. So yeah, I'm just... still, I'm st but the story itself, like I actually do have a doc going. Um, uh, I can actually share at least a little bit of it. I can't, I gotta redact a lot of things because I really do not want to break this plot. This plot is oh, so good and I really don't want to spoil it, but mm. the plot, oh, it's just, it's something I've been kind of like mulling about, just throwing ideas in yeah. and seeing what everything, oh. but the idea for those who are new, uh, it's going to be like a Toho Shadowrun campaign where uh, I'm throwing characters into from the Shadowrun universe into uh, a Toho thing. And it would be very interesting because unlike most Shadowrun campaigns where it's very corporate centric, uh, centric this one's actually going to be a little bit more. It would feel a little bit more like D&D &D, um, with a lot more fantasy elements thrown in. And it would, it would feel more like instead of it being like a, a little, I mean, it's still going to be like grungy and terrible but it's still going to be like but it's going to be more like less focused around the idea of helping a corporation and more like helping uh, following the heroes on the journey mm -hmm. I think that is like a really interesting take on it nice alright well uh, what? how difficult is it so you said the 5th edition doesn't have vampires but 4th edition does like I, I guess I have to ask the question how much time are you spending on this compared to what you think others spend on creating campaigns such as these? Um, okay, so the way that I put it is I'm doing probably on my, on like an average um, probably just amount as much work into most people do campaigns. It's just that I'm doing something that I'm adding in elements that don't really exist within Shadowrun while also bringing in trying to make them work well while making the cannons fit together um, nice and neat. Um, so I, I, I could say I might do, be doing a little bit more, but what I'm more... I'm more trying to make sure that the narrative doesn't have any plot holes. That's the big thing. And I want to make characters that are memorable, that people will like, that a story that they're going to be engaged in, regardless if they're players, if they're listeners, um, that has the ability to adapt on the fly based on player, uh, player decisions. Uh, basically, just so that when something I don't foresee coming, I can still adapt the story in a way which can either bring it back around to where I need it to be or open up new opportunities that maybe I didn't see before, but I can expand upon. Um, and it, this isn't going to be like one of those like campaigns where it's like, oh, this is just going to be like a little one and done. Uh, I was thinking like a multi-part. Sure. Maybe very, very, very long. 
and then allowing it at the end to be open to we can return to this universe as we if we can but if not we can keep these characters and just stick them back in the shadow run and be perfectly fine hmm. All it's right. it's very interesting i have to work certain characters in a certain way and it's very interesting like some of the characters i haven't had like Nukari is a very interesting character that I'm working with because, like, she's very. She, she, the way that she works within Toho Canon and way that she would normally, where I would say a character of her type would work within Shadowrun, kind of works similarly in a way. So I can get them to kind of mesh together. The problem is, I want to make it so that the abilities of these characters can also exist within Shadowrun nice and neat and also have all the Shadowrun characters and the Toho characters like a big thing is like I said vampires there is going to be two very different versions of vampires going to be running in my campaign that are running in parallel that I have to explain the difference between what I would call magical vampires which are like Remelia and Flan versus the the, the virus ridden ones that are in Shadowrun, where they have the human metahuman uh, something metabolic something virus. I, I, I got, I got, there's so much lore. I have books. I have lots of books. <laughs> I just got another 50, I found a $50 gift card I never used on Amazon. They might get me another book. Oh, no. Uh, yeah. All right. Fair enough. Well, that's interesting. You mentioned somewhere in there players and potentially listeners do you think that maybe we might be able to shoehorn this into kind of a special maybe discord stage type event kind of thing possibly i mean the problem is campaigns can last anywhere to depending on where you are in the story anywhere between three to six hours a session mm -hmm. um especially when combat turns are involved so maybe we might do like a one-off Sure. Uh, Discord event, or maybe just like have a, uh, or like maybe even not even a Discord event, but maybe even like we have a recording where people can go back and just listen um, okay. afterwards and maybe follow the story afterwards through multiple sessions. Because I do think like engaging people in the story, especially listeners, and having them kind of gripped on a story is very key because trust me my head is full of stories like yesterday i just came up with a with a, a essentially a halo version of 13 hours in my head completely written entirely and i was just like yeah that'll work i have too many i have like docs of just like little stories that i've started and never finished and i really want to get a campaign going because i feel like having the player element involved will make like a really interesting narrative challenge down the road all right yeah, I mean, it, it seems that way. Um, Discord stages have been something that we've tried out for the last few months, and for those of you who have been around for them or have tuned in afterwards because we do have the recordings up on our on our website, uh, the first three that we did were basically something that uh, we kind of did in concert with Discord themselves. This wasn't a secret if you looked at all of our announcements, uh, our social media pings and stuff like that. Um, they always had hashtag ad on them it's because they were advertisements, because we were, you know, trying to, you know, do something new. Work with Discord stage events and kind of just explore what they can be and 
what we can do with them and, and how our community uh, sort of interacts and, and what, what they think, really. So, um, but the the first few events that we did had, you know, some things that we had to, to take care of. Some, you know, it had to be like, yeah, um, can't say a whole lot, but basically anything after this point, it can be whatever we want. So if, if Discord stage, like if we have something that might only last for half an hour, we could do that. Uh, or if it's a, a larger event, then, you know, something that's three to six hours isn't entirely unreasonable. If it's just something that maybe folks on the server obviously don't want to tune into for the full six hours, if it ends up being that, but they can just drop by and listen in and see what's going on. It's really no different than, uh, like, your typical voice channel in Discord, except the, the difference here is that you yourself like you mentioned there is a clear sort of division between those people who are playing the game and people who might want to tune in or listen um so uh -huh. a stage event i think is organized in a way that's kind of perfect for that because you not you don't necessarily want listeners to to interfere or i mean m maybe you do i don't know like maybe you want an audience or something maybe someone can have a question they'll raise a hand and you can you can pick on them as the as the gm or whatever so yeah, and I, and I do think that the idea of having like a um, like a stage event would definitely be really good for people who want to watch it, listen to it live, who don't have time to like wait for something to download. It's just happening live. We don't have to interrupt the station at all for those who don't want to participate. Mm -hmm. um, and then later on, we can just release it as a little podcast form. And I think that is really cool. I've been watching a lot of stuff like it. Uh, Speedrunners and Dragons is a very good example. Uh, ADEF, one of the streamers I watch and support, runs a wonderful D&D campaign. He's done two so far where he gets a bunch of speedrunners together and they just run through a D&D world of his own creation. And it is very entertaining and very engaging as a listener to kind of follow along this story that they, they, strung, they strung along through these both of these campaigns. The first one is magnificent. It is just the reason why I wanted to do a Shadowrun campaign. Yes. Okay. Cool. Well, we've got some music to step through this evening. Obviously, a bunch of new music, like I mentioned earlier. So, we've got some music from fam familiar circles and a whole bunch from perhaps some unfamiliar circles. Uh, but it's all new, whether that just means the album is new or the song is new or, or we haven't... I mean, more specifically, it hasn't been played on the station. You know, we have stuff from from over 10 years ago that's new to our station, but uh, that's kind of the nature of the beast that is uh, Toho fan range music. Anyway, uh, let's hop into a couple songs here. So we've got one from Hatsune Tsumiko's, and then another one from Azure and Sans. So we'll hop into a couple songs here. We'll be right back after this on Gensoki Radio Live number 107.
Soki Radio Live number 107 this evening with Lunar and DMJ 654. Yeah. So let's get into our main topic here, I guess, because we've got a lot of game stuff we'll get into. We've got more station stuff probably after that, so we'll we'll just kind of jump into it. Uh, We are currently streaming on the episode titled Ignition, uh, the start of something new. Because it is the start of something new, and for a little bit now, for the last couple shows or so, we've been talking about some of the things that have been going on behind the scenes. I mean, honestly, we talk about that every show, but especially cool this time around, because it's uh, something we've never done before. We've actually went ahead and done a bunch of testing to figure out the kind of system that we might want to build for our own dedicated server machine. So we went ahead, we did that. Uh, some time ago, we did a bunch of testing on it, and then we sent it out to a data center. And I'm happy to report that right now, it is at that data center. It just needs to be plugged in. So, yeah, <laughs> we're just we're just waiting. We're just waiting for the server to go online. It's just sitting on a cart with a monitor, and they're just like, "What the hell did they send us?" Yeah, <laughs> it's <laughs> how it's, is this? This is so jank. Ah. <laughs> uh, you're you're only part, you some... you're only partially right. No, this, this actually. I'm just. A... <laughs> Go ahead. I'm just I'm just imagining some poor technician just sitting there with like a slew of certifications, and he's just like, "Oh God, and we're putting this in our data center. <laughs> I gotta watch this thing." No, you're you're only partially correct. It actually is some pretty awesome hardware that we ended up throwing in there. Um, we got ended up figuring out how to make it economic but at the same time like fulfill the purposes that we need to to have it fill um in particular the task of doing real-time audio encoding which is something that uh virtual private servers or vpss you know the, the types of machines that we've been running on up to this point um it's just not cut out for the task unfortunately we've tried it we've tried it under multiple different configurations using a VPS and just doesn't work as well as we want it to. So we went ahead and built our own machine because uh, that's kind of the next step. You know, the, the alternative to that is renting a an actual dedicated server. But unfortunately, that would you know, that gets expensive real quick. So uh, yeah. 
Yeah. No, hold on. Is this is this the this the one that we made a knuck and just send it to him? Uh, no. So th this is okay. a this is a server machine, like a okay, like proper. Okay, a proper a proper one you. Because I was thinking in my head, we could have also, you know, really made it really, like, funny where we sent it, like, we sticker bombed a case and sent it to them. And they're just like, what you is know, this? I, I thought about putting, like, some GR stickers and whatnot on it, because obviously it's got, like, you know, the space for that, right? But, you know, um, so, yeah, it's a, it's a good one. And I'm excited to get this going. It just needs, like, someone literally just needs to plug in the power and the Ethernet and, uh, I guess we need to pay for it at some point as well, but yeah. Yeah, but that, that's 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 a key that's a key part of the process <laughs> is, the, is the money. They're, they're probably a business. They're you know they're probably trying to yeah. make money off this thing, right? So, but yeah. um, but it fulfills a purpose that we are very much looking for. So that's pretty neat. So ignition means bridging the gap into phase two, which we've talked about during our last show. which was literally titled phases. Um, major changes have either occurred or are imminent. So, um, it kind of the, the, if you step back from it all a little bit, the main takeaways at the station, as it is right now, operates significantly differently than it did just three or four months ago. And that's on multiple fronts. So, obviously, we had a pretty big effort to get new music, um, digitized or ingested into the system. Uh, music Box, which I talked about months ago, is now being used regularly for this kind of thing. So that means that we're able to, you know, if we've got an album, we can take that album and within the same day, they could end up being on the station if we really wanted it to be. So uh, it's a super fast turnaround rather than being sort of the like once or twice a year uh, refresh that we've had for you know, going for the last 10 or so years. So that's far and away it's very different and of course like i mentioned at the very beginning of the show we have so many circles that are added to the station now um just just recently on top of of course all the music we already had so so it's yeah mu new music is a huge part of the equation and obviously as a radio station that's what people are going to be interested in the most if they're not interested in gr or the people who run it or any of that they're going to be interested in the music, and the music is something that we've definitely focused on over this past summer. And of course, like we mentioned, we have new hardware, dedicated server hardware that expands our possibilities. I'm not going to say capabilities right now. Obviously, we've got the new scheduling program that we use for doing some fancier things. It makes us sound a little bit more like a terrestrial radio station. And um, I just, as a side note, for the last couple of weeks, obviously, as we've been sending this thing you know, prepping it and sending it to the data center, we've been running on a backup system that, uh, surprise, isn't powerful enough to run the those those hourly or every other hour uh, trailers. So that's why you haven't heard them for a while if you've been listening to the station. But uh, yeah, so that's out there. The possibilities include obviously more music because if we have more music, we got to be able to store it, right? So having our own server means that we can load it up with basically as much uh, spaces our wallets will allow, uh, or that would make sense. Obviously, that's what we went with. But um, be, to, to compare, you know, having you know, say a hundred gigabytes available versus five terabytes is an order of magnitude and then some uh, more space, right? So like that's where we're at. We're able to do effectively whatever we want in terms of how much we can load up in the rotation. So. Uh, obviously, that's 
um, pretty awesome for us sort of behind the scenes to be able to work with something like that. And then new software is also part of that equation, right? So like I mentioned, we have a new scheduling system, which allows us to do those sort of interstitials, those trailers. And it is, you know, we're at this point, we're done testing it. We know it works. We've used it for a little bit. Uh, it just needs to be set up in its final destination, as we've mentioned. And a big part of that as well is some of the core systems that are responsible for serving the radio station to folks. So uh, like I mentioned during our recent Discord stage event, uh, how to run an internet radio station, I mentioned that a couple of the big major players in the space are uh, Shoutcast and Icecast. And up to this point, or up to you know two or three months ago, basically, we've been running with Shoutcast. We started with Shoutcast, in the beginning, it made sense for us because we ran, um, you know, we played a bunch of music that uh, had a bunch of Unicode text and metadata. And Icecast at the time, uh, to my understanding anyway, didn't handle that as well um, or possibly at all. I don't really know because I, I just went with what Tribe was already using at the time, which is Shoutcast, right? So, um, mm-hmm. but now we use Icecast. So there are some things that we still need to completely hook up obviously uh listener logging is one of those challenges uh some some things still need to be worked in the background but uh but those core systems for all intents and purposes if you're just tuning into the radio station as a random listener yeah you tune in it works like that's just that's the way radio stations go right Um, yep that's that's it it's just it's a it's a button you push the button you receive music (laughs) Yeah, that's that's how it, how that's how it works since the beginning of radio. I think you just press button and there's something coming out of that speaker. Yeah, you might have to turn a dial if you're you know olden times, but you know, so, you know what? That's what that's that should be a project. We should just get Gensokyo Radio working over. So like we just have like a like a like some place where you can just turn an old timey knob and there's Gensokyo Radio <laughs> running. Just gotta go modify one of those like mo- uh, what was it the the car things that you plug into the cigarette lighter. And then you can like tune to a, a, a radio station, and it will play whatever's in your auxiliary. Yeah, actually, I used to have uh, I used to have a small AM radio transmitter. Obviously, it didn't go very far. It was like um, at one of the houses I used to live in. It would basically broadcast to the house and the yard, and that's about it. But that I mean, that was kind of neat because you know just messing around with. Creating your own radio station, so to speak, while still being within you know, low enough power to not make uh, anyone upset. LOFCC. Mm-hmm. Unless they were driving right by your house. Yeah, but even then, it was an AM radio station, so chances are pretty low. But mm. yeah, that was, yeah, if you want to know, gosh, that was even before Gensoki This radio. isn't Coast to Coast AM. What is this? Uh, where, where did my. It's Japanese music. Where'd my Christian rock go? <laughs> am radio man it can get, it can get there it's a wild wild west out there yeah this is not college radio yeah. <laughs> anyway uh yeah so all that stuff's been going uh we've talked about it for a while and we're actually getting to the point where things are are falling into place so uh yeah exciting time but actually think about it like uh, where do where do we fall on the on the on the amateurish radio like scale? Are we like are we are we close to or have we surpassed college college radio? Uh, I think the if someone from the outside were looking in, I think the one of the 
primary arguments would be like if you broadcast how often do you broadcast uh, yeah obviously we're 24 7 but for the most part that runs in sort of an automated system and we do monthly live broadcasts like the one you're listening to right now or via podcast if you're listening after the fact but you know for for all intents and purposes like our, for for years um it used to just be that we'd only broadcast in in real time you know it was a it was an ephemeral sort of event you had to be here now while it's happening otherwise you're gonna miss out but obviously these days and again like i mentioned during our last discord stage event um we as well as many other uh popular radio stations out there and radio shows will publish podcasts after the fact so well yeah but i always i always find it kind of funny where we would normally fit into the spectrum of things because i mean i feel like what we do is like we do a lot more than what most radio stations do on the back end but on the front end we are we definitely like seem like we're either very amateurish or we're just or we're just kind of getting our our feet wet you know kind of deal yeah well you know you would you might think that and in fact uh we've just recently had cloudflare think that about us as well uh because they gosh for the last couple of weeks they've been bugging me about hey you know we uh we're looking at your use case and we've we think that uh our stream delivery solution will be a good fit for uh your you know for audio delivery and that kind of thing and uh actually one moment i'm gonna just pull zara in here Hi, Zara. We're talking about radio things. Welcome. Hi. Yep. Hi. <laughs> Just wanted you to be here for this. Uh, yeah, I was. I, I think that's wacky that Cloudflare is just like, hey, yeah. So wait, 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 are we live? Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. I'm gonna put you back in the green room. You need to fix your mic. So <laughs> that was a mistake. So anyway, <laughs> so, so I was thinking, I was thinking like you know, Cloudflare just thought we were just so like big, like oh you guys are awesome, you guys got, got all this stuff data. And it's just like you you have no idea. Well, here's what we can, we can be careful of. Here's here's the thing, right? So, uh, get this, right? Uh, we've been running for you know ten plus years. Um, we created a Cloudflare account like a year ago, but we only just, you know, as part of this sort of phases process, right? One of the things that we initially did at the very start of this process was we switched to a beefier server for our website and our, our stream server for, you know, everyone who's listening in like real time connecting to. So they started seeing, well, you know, this group has 14 million requests that come in and it just so happens that Cloudflare caches about 70% of those requests, but um, so they, they might see, well, man, you've, you've got millions of requests coming in, and that's interesting, but uh, they also have, you know, tiers, of, like a, a, a tiered uh, program kind of thing. Obviously, we've got a free tier, a pro tier, an enterprise tier, uh, and maybe something else after that, but um, rather than saying, you know, recommending pro, they just went, you know, here's stream delivery, and here's some of the other things within our enterprise tier that we think would be a great fit for you. So, um, the, here's the thing. I did the math on this, right? And, um, aside from these plans going for about $200 a month, which is already, you know, big red flag for a station like ours, uh, if we went with our, with their stream delivery solution, which is, by their words, supposed to save you up to 70% less on egress, 
Uh, that is only true if you're already using a service such as Amazon Web Services or AWS. Because we don't, and I, I, I basically turned them down in the nicest way possible, wrote a proper like business response letter, but yeah, um, if, if you do the math, for as much as we stream, we would end up paying something like 30 grand a year for that service. So yeah, it's, it's just, it's out of our league. It was just, we're not, we don't operate on that scale, right? Like we, I guess by the numbers might look that we do, but we, yeah, from an accounting perspective, we certainly don't. So anyway. Um, but they, they weren't the only ones, actually, DMJ. I was going to bring this up later, but I stumbled upon a, kind of an interesting factoid. So, you know those websites where, like, you can look up the value of mm -hmm. a website or an organization or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. So, I, I, don't, I don't know if this has any bearing whatsoever on what Cloudflare or anyone else thinks about our service, but... Uh, according to this website, I'll tell you what it is after I say this stuff, so it's a surprise. But according to this particular website, we are, we're headquartered at our P.O. Box. That's a public address. You can send us whatever at our P.O. Box. Um, our, our website, okay, that's that's fine. But then we get to employees. How many employees do you think this one assessment website says we have? I'm going to go on and say I'm going to go on a high number. I'm going to say 20. <laughs> that's a high number. 36. <laughs> really? Yep, they think, for whatever reason, they think we have 36 employees. I don't know where they got that number from, but yeah, it's out there. I want to know where they got that number from. Yeah, so do I. How about, oh, and this, this is the best one, though. How about revenue? Like annual revenue. How much do you think they think we make? We're, we make 300,000 300, a year. For whatever reason... ZoomInfo.com thinks that Kinsoki Radio <laughs> makes $8 million in revenue per year. I don't know where they get these numbers from. It's I want to know where he they got that number uh, number from, because if we are missing out on $8 million worth of money, I want to know where that money is going. Yeah. Yep. I, um, I mean, I, I, I looked at that and I said, well, yeah, where, wh what are we missing out on? Like, Please tell us. Where's, please tell us where that eight million dollars is. Because <laughs> if we're make, supposed to be making eight million dollars, I want to know where we're going wrong. Can actually, eight, eight I million can actually can at that point a lot of problems. At that point, like you know, as as swell as Patreon is, and we love you guys, but that you know, get rid of that and uh, just figure out where <laughs> where to. Where we're missing That's full-time job money. Yeah. I, I it would be a full-time job for for me, you, Nano, Zara, and whoever else I would, wanted. I would never have to work again. We, we would. <laughs> we would. We now. would travel to Japan ourselves to scour the stores for missing albums, right? Like. Yeah, but you know, at that point, we're still just below, you know, our own private jet kind of money. Nah, <laughs> you 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 misunderstand. Private jets are quite expensive. I know, that's what I'm saying. We are below that, so we're still going to be flying, you know. Whatever. We at can, least first class. For eight, yeah, get this, right? For eight million spread, you know, split four ways or whatever. I mean, obviously, we wouldn't each take a two million oh, no. salary. But like, uh, but, uh, <laughs> oh, no. but, but a good chunk of that would stay in the, in, in the, in, anyway. It's, it's, oh, yeah, it's, it's fun. The... It's fun just sort of, you know, seeing where this would go. 
But yeah, honestly, what the heck, Zoom Info? Where'd you get these numbers, and where? what are we missing out on? Please tell us. Yeah. So, anyway. So that's, that's that. Um, I just, that was hilarious. But no, it's yeah, not the case. <laughs> Anywho, speaking of music, we've got more music on the way. We've got some stuff from Iron Attack, Kissing the Mirror, and uh, something from Soundholic, which for some reason sounds very much in the similar vein of, of the first two circles that I mentioned. So, um, so we'll get into these. We'll do countries and listeners after that. So if you, again, haven't logged into the website from wherever you're listening from, log in and then reconnect to make sure that you show up in our list. That should work. Uh, emphasis on should, because that's, again, one of the systems that's still got to be Something's got to be ironed out. I'm pretty sure it's going to tell me that more people are listening that are actually, but whatever. Um, it's actually probably pretty accurate these days. So let's hop into this music here, uh, get into it. This is Bridge of Tears, uh, Vermilion Hades, and then Scarlet Calling. So we'll be right back here and get so here to you live in row 107.
against the force of scarlet Bad idea, then there's love or nothing to grasp Living like a bottom, deep mistake for your life You will just hear the shout by words You have to fear tonight Never come back, you will sanity You're gonna be at the game of Soki Radio Live number 107 this evening with Lunar Spotlight, DMJ654, and Zara is now, I think, finally with us for, for good this time. So, so uh, that last song just, uh, that's vocal fry at its finest. I love it. I, was gonna, I love it. I love it. I love it. I was going to ask you, DMJ, given, so you just listened to that, what year do you think that song was released? Okay, listening to that, um, based on like the the way that the composition is set up, I'm actually going to shoot for 2010. Dang, 2011. But that's much closer than I thought you were going to be. Well, okay, so this was like right when Gent was becoming a thing, so you could hear it kind of in the guitar a little bit, where you got the chugs, you got the people who were coming in to scream. It's kind of showing that little proggy style, mm-hmm. uh, which was getting really popular at the time, especially with groups... Uh, who were just coming out of the scene era. So you had groups like Periphery starting to show up. Um, Meshuga is starting to get like, their guitar style is starting to get a lot more well-known around the world. Um, so you start having those like really nice chugs. You've got the breakdowns, kind of like that, 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 that kind of like hybrid between like, hey, we're going to do some chugs, but then we're also going to do like really classic soloing. So that kind of like melds the, the air together. I would have said 2011. Um, the only issue I had with it and why I couldn't really put it in 2011 was uh, it, it had to do with the way the vocal, the clean vocals were done. Because I feel like the clean vocals were not, were, were and I guess it maybe it just has to do with the culture, but like there wasn't enough what I would call distortion on that vocal to kind of make me seem like they're they're trying to get like that. Um, I want to say I, I'm going to say Spencer Stiletto vibe, but people don't know who Spencer Stiletto is, and probably everybody hasn't listened to Periphery before. But it kind of has that like kind of like mixture between like a poppy sound while also being able to like almost like for American people who have listened to. Uh, American Idol, way, 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 way back in the day, that Chris Daughtry kind of like movement between like that rock, that pop kind of sound. It's really, that was getting really popular at the time and it's still really popular. Man, and, and this is why you're a music reviewer because holy cow, you're more of an expert on this stuff than I am. <laughs> oh, you have no idea. Like, I know, like, people ask me music questions at work and I can answer like about like a lot of genres. Country music is where I start having epic issues because ah whatever. Yeah. But but like 
people surprised like hip-hop knowledge is very is very deep ingrained in my head metal knowledge for sure rock i'm starting to get into like this new like what i would call how would i put it would i call it neo scene neo screamo kind of like thing where it's like they're combining the ideas of metalcore and like really like like the really generic top 40 pop and it's actually working really well groups like uh eskimo callboy uh concepts uh and i'm i'm really getting into that vocal style uh what was another one we butter the bread with butter is actually doing something like really interesting where they take like that that electronic sound like that really electronic sound i'm mixing it with actually deathcore which is different than metalcore i don't want to get into the differences between them because i could talk forever all right so i i won't make you talk forever because uh i'm surprised no one's bugged me about this yet but we're gonna get into countries and listeners so right now we've got folks listening from argentina bahrain benin canada china colombia the czech republic finland finland france germany hungary india indonesia japan korea mexico panama the philippines poland russia spain sweden uh swat i don't even yeah it's just sweden uh tanzania uganda ukraine the uk and the u.s so thanks to all of those who are listening. And then I'm going to refresh this list here. And right now we've got folks listening uh, more, obviously, than what this list implies. But right now we've got the following logged in people, including Astral Strike, Arani, Become Win 168, Bit Begilmore 0009. <laughs> it's happening again. It's, it. it's, it's the two consonants right next to each other that are it's throwing me off. Can't find remote. Chris1, DMJ. 654, Joel Mix, Lava Loot Turk 17, Leavening, Mr. Flantastic, Res- <laughs> Resrek, Silver, Wanamingo, Wanamingoi, Woo Man, whoa, whoa, and Zaz 2. Wanamingo, you got, you got competition. There's somebody who wants to take over your name. They just put an I after it, so I don't know, man. And I wonder, and I wonder if that person is still look, is just like looking for their remote. He's asking for help. Like he's 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 asking for help he needs like he it's no longer about like hey my name is is like can't find remote he's like guys i have not been able to turn off the stream i can't find the remote please like, help help me yeah he's it's a call for help like he's like i've already called family they don't want to help please somebody i can't find the remote i want a mango in our discord chat is saying what how is this possible I don't know, man. It's uh, it could be a doppelganger. We're very close to it. I mean, yeah, you you, you might if two people in the same place at the same time. Uh-huh. Good question. Wanna mingo? Is there something that you're not telling us? Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> the remote is gone. It has vanished into the ether. Please, my television is so loud. I haven't slept in months. My eyes have crusted over. I can't sleep. All I hear is Jeopardy playing as loud as I can. I can't turn my tapes off. They keep rewinding themselves. <laughs> First name Wana, last name Mingo. Will there be a Wana Mingo? Please stand up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. This is silly. Let's get into some. Uh, let's get into some game news. Uh, let's start with the more prominent one, the one where we've got an official Toho game that is now. Uh, it's got its own Steam page. Obviously, it's not out quite yet. It is due out, well, release a full game in August 2021, so I guess that's technically this month. This month. But uh, it doesn't look like it's out yet. But we've got uh, Toho 17.5, 
Goyoku Ibun. Oh, and... hold on, wait, hold on. Can we can we stop for a minute? Yeah. And I just want to talk. We just got modern wing of Wanamingoi lore in chat. Wanamingo is Wanamingoi, and apparently somehow somebody jacked the name. Oh. And right. they they they're trying to figure out like why they're logged in because Wanamingo did make that account, but they're not logged in. Oh, okay, this is the same person then. I got you. It is though it is the same person, but they're not logged into that account. Yeah, I so can't. how is it there? I don't I don't I can't tell you. I don't know. Um Maybe it's the same ghost that took the remote. Realistically speaking, if your IP address hasn't changed since all the way back then, I suppose it's possible that it's showing uh two people logged in from the same IP, but You I... could probably log the uh you could probably double check the IP if you really wanted. Yeah, but my guess is that it's been so long ago that it that's probably not the case. There's no meaning only to all right. Let's get yeah. into this then. So Okay. So DMG is taking point on most of our game news, but obviously uh Toho 17.5 coming out, uh published by Tassofro, Twilight Frontier. And um I think we mentioned this a little bit ago because we talked about the demo coming out, but uh yeah, the obviously the story is that Black water has sprung up around Gensokyo, and no one knows what to make of it. A festival was held around the water, and then the water took over all the other water in Gensokyo. So, um, uh, TLDR, Gensokyo found oil. Clown Piece is mobilizing to bring democracy to Gensokyo. Okay. All right. <laughs> so that is coming soon to Steam. Look forward to it. Obviously, it's, a, it's an official Toho game, so we know that it's going to be out in... Uh, relatively short order here being that it's supposed to be out sometime this month so yep um i found it really interesting because it's a it's a kind of like a a 2d side scroller with kind of like action game elements but it's also still got like don maku it's really cool hmm. uh, when you look at the art style uh in the little trailer um especially when you see things like um you, there's like some sort of like ground pound you can do while also like a character's flying above you and shooting at you it's really interesting um i find it that it might be like one of my one of those games where um it kind of mirrors uh what's that game that they that tassifro made a while back uh when they did megamari and mm. uh super marissa world okay or yeah. super marissa land yeah like those that's what it harkens back to mm. um and i like that and that was a while ago when that was coming oh that was a long long long, yeah. long time ago i've i've got uh, i think i've got a copy of of Mega Marissa somewhere, but I'd have to check to see what the year on that is. Alright. Uh, Steam games. DMJ also took point on these, so I, I kind of covered the first one a little bit, but um, I, truly all I did here was see what's come out in the last month, so uh, it's all you, man. Alright, so first game we're going to be talking about it's got a demo out. You guys can download Toho Koi Mystery Legends of, and Fantasy of Monsters. It is a turn what I what they are calling a quote turn shooting action RPG. It's supposed to be turn based, so, but they just didn't write the word. I'm assuming turn based. Okay. Um, but it's really interesting because it also isn't. Um, so it's got three difficulty modes, which I find really interesting. I don't know the official names for them, but they described them as one is for people who like strategy games, one who like action RPGs, and one that people who just want to avoid battle and just play the plot. So I find that really interesting that there's going to be like this, this like you could change how the combat style works 
based on the difficulty. Um, what's really cool is it's uh, it's got like this really neat old school kind of like dungeon crawler um, art, like I guess gameplay and art style, uh, where it's just like tiles on the floor, um, kind of reminiscent of like the older the older uh, Elder Scrolls games. Um, but the story is one day Koichi's sister Satori uh, said there was a cursed poem that could kill people. Then Koichi left the palace of earth spirits, stroll around against Tokyo to collect clues and help monsters solve the, le uh, the legends along the way. The journey will pass through Geyser, Gembu River, Monster Mountain, Scarlet Devil Mansion, Magic, For uh, Magic Forest, Human Village, Former Hell, and other areas, encountering all kinds of strange legends that uh, you will encounter with more than 40 monsters and fairies, including enemies who will hinder you and your friends who help you. So there will be also kind of like a team system involved. Uh, what's really interesting, though, is that it's a pretty, it's pretty jam packed with content. Uh, you got seven chapters. Uh, you got uh, 40 plus tracks of just music, 100 plus enemies, 500 plus collectible equipments and uh, 20 plus bosses which really interesting is the collectibles because i'm like i'm one of those people that like played through borderlands and i'm just like i'm gonna find every gun i want to see if i can reach like the gun cap they say there were bajillion guns i want to find them <laughs> <laughs> all right that's uh so yeah uh <laughs> that game sounds like it would be a lot of fun i'm actually I got the the page up right now and it still looks really cool. cool. All right. All right, next one. Auto Chess of Gensokyo. Yeah. I literally just wrote not putting anything here, just going to read the page. Right, so here's I'm pretty sure what was it? Yeah. Oh gosh. Okay, I'm reading the page, but like All right. Can I read it? What was the one? Yeah, you read it. Oh, okay. Sorry, I can read it. <laughs> Uh, auto Chess of Gensokyo is a token project multiplayer auto chess-like game. Draw characters from the deck, build your combination, upgrade the character, and fight with other players. Keep optimizing your combination to win the game. Currently, the game's in early access. If you find any bug, have any advice, you can give us feedback from the QQ group. Ah, very Chinese. Uh, auto wow. Chess of Gensokyo is a total project multiplayer auto chess-like game. It's a popular game among recent years. What happens when it meets Tohong? Uh, we design character abilities and abil we design character skills and abilities based on Toho project stories. We will really bring this special experience. More than 50 different characters with different skills. Can you find your own magic combination? The, new, the UI of the game looks nice. Do you want to have a try? Wait a minute. This is a... Hold on. I, why are there so many questions? <laughs> there, it's literally a game where the, the, the marketing is like, you determine how good it is. Mm -hmm. Like, like so the, the one, like, because I don't think Zara is like reading these correctly. <laughs> it's verbatim. It's verbatim. Uh, I know you are verbatim, but like, as if, it is as if Metacritic went in and like, <laughs> it was like, you figure it out. Like, because like this this line perfectly sums it. I'm gonna read it how I read it in my head. It's like, oh boy, we design character skills and abilities based on Toho Project stories. Yes. Will this bring special experiences? I don't know. 
It's like uh, that's all I, I don't know. Maybe you can figure it. lost in translation from the Chinese text. Uh, QQ is a Chinese chat program. The uh, with a mascot that's kind of like the Linux penguin, but cute. <laughs> Wait, you're not saying the Linux penguin is cute? <laughs> Anime Linux penguin. Uh, yeah. Okay. Because uh, you know, this is a Tokyo Project Dojin game, original by Zoom, developed by My ACG Studio. We make this game not for profit, but for the indie community we love. That's if the Dojin like spirit game, right there. If you mm -hmm. like our game and want to know more about Toho, please support the original game by Zoom. Thanks in advance. Yeah. Okay. Well. Hold on. I just want to say minimum requirements require a Core 2 Duo, 2.4 gigahertz, or an Anthelon X2 2.7 gigahertz. Anthelon X2. What? Hold on, I'm, I'm looking this up right now. Athlon X2. When? What year did this come out? What was the Athlon X2 even relevant? In June okay. 2007, AMD released low voltage variants. Hold on, wait. No, the next low voltage oh variant. So is this kind of like? I don't actually know. Is this kind of It's a like... laptop. It's a, like a laptop grade yeah, yeah. Anthelon of the time. But the way it gets me is the NVIDIA GeForce 8800 GT with two gigs of memory RAM. Oh, but it's so... a five gigs still. DMJ, a chat, maybe DMJ, you you may want to refresh my memory on what auto chess is. I know what regular chess is. I I am I've been out of the chess loop. I stayed out of the chess loop because I feel like that got way too in the weeds for me. So I don't even know what auto chess is. Oh, let's take a look here. Um, <laughs> I, I see things that look like cards. I see something that looks like a chess board. That's promising. Uh, well, yeah, I mean chess. It's not checkers. I mean they both use the same they board. They use the same board, DMJ. Uh -huh. Yeah, I don't, I don't actually know what's going on because there's a lot of kanji here, and the recognizable things don't explain themselves. So, um, yeah. I'm actually going through and I'm looking at the other games we have. I on searched this list. Auto Chess on DuckDuckGo. It led me to an Epic Game Store page of a game called Auto Chess, and this, um, this promotional video is actually kind of broken, but it also has zero gameplay in it. So I still. Oh man. Okay. Okay, hold on. Somebody in chat's got like a, a good one. He goes, you have a lineup of characters that get combined as you draft multiples every round. They fight against the opponent's side. So, okay. So it's like you get draw a set of characters, you place them on the board, and then you move them. They, they fight against each other. Okay. And then some have synergies. Okay. I get it. Okay. I kind of get it now. I played a game similar to that back in the day. I'm trying to remember. I built like some sort of weird deck that had like eggs involved. I can't it's even remember building. the game. Something like that. Okay. Well, next. that's a thing. Yeah. Okay. okay, so now it's time for the next game, and this one's actually really interesting. Here we go. Here so, we go. yeah, Toho Doll Draft. If you, Toho um, Doll Draft. If you, uh, I, I wrote down this is probably the closest we're getting to a Fumo game. Oh, well, yeah, that's one way to capture attention. Right. <laughs> yeah. Toho Doll Draft is a game in which you form teams comprising dollified Toho Project characters and send them into battle against each other. I don't know where. Hey, actually, where have I heard this? It's actually released. It's mostly positive. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's cool. But like, where have I heard this before? Uh, Toho uh, World Link. Yeah. Uh, anyway, th is there is there really much of a story to this, or is it more of let's see? It's actually, uh, it's. In 
super cool. In Toho Galdraft, you form teams comprising Dollify Toho Project characters. Characters can be made stronger by gathering characters from the same group together or by pitting characters who have special feelings for one another in the same team. Okay. Suddenly finding herself far away from native Gensokyo lost in a world similar to that of Alice in Wonderland in order to return to her own world. Alice and must fight in a mysterious game known as the Doll Draft, where she takes control of the puppets. Yeah. I do have. And then a I do have to say the art, the art actually for each one of the characters looks really dope. Like Tui as the White Rabbit, Sakuya playing like a card-based like playing card motif, kind of like the card guards from Alice in Wonderland, and then you have Remelia as the Queen, if the Queen of Hearts. Tui is actually, late. Is very late for a very important date. Uh, yeah. Yep. Oh, I was I was I, expecting to read that. You, what a ruse! Yeah, what a what a what a ruse! I've been practicing. I'm reading all of this today. Yeah, um, well, what's if, yeah? The uh, I mean, the illustrations are actually really cool. Um, they're they're well done. Oh yeah, they are. What's, it, what's like, interesting is so you know in in a world where we have a bunch of fan games appearing on Steam from. Uh, primarily Chinese developers. Uh, this one actually has a Discord server for matchmaking. So, and it is in English, Japanese, and Chinese. So, I mean, um, the Steam page by default, the the Steam page is defaulted in English. The let's point for it right there. Yeah. So that's uh, interesting. Looking at the reviews, this is a very interesting take on Auto Chess Auto Battler. Uh, blah blah blah. Uh, Flan Flandre OP, fun and unique and fast. Flandre is the best. Why is everyone so cute? Needs more update. Fun. All right. <laughs> yeah, they sure do love buying living, breathing humans from this slave trade and making them fight alongside each other in a brutal bloodbath. Uh, I think this was dolls. Yeah, well, I mean, brutal bloodbath. I <laughs> brutal bloodbath. Uh huh. Okay. So that you know, it's it's cute. It's interesting. Uh, it's also fourteen ninety nine. So yeah, it's it's a cheap. It's a cheap. Yeah, it's a it's a cheapo little game. Um, it might be worth a look if you're into that kind of thing. And yeah, uh, if you're in, if you're into it, and you, I really like the idea of just like finally going just full out. Like, let's just put Alice and Alice in Wonderland. Let's just do it. It's just yeah, like let's just do it. That's what she comes from anyway. Yeah, isn't it? Alright, so we got Toho Doll Draft, um, yep, 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 uh, and then we have Consciousness's, uh, Unity of Opposites. Oh, what? right, oh, Unity of Opposites. Can I, can I read the, can I, I, I put the, um, I put the Chinese Steam page description into, uh, Google Translate, I want to read this. Oh, okay. Oh no. Sukyu, a, a sacred place for the forgotten, incredible spirits, speak silently everywhere. With the burning sea and the monster Mochizuki, where are the illusions of the spirit leading? The scrolls that belong to the Shengren have been closed, but the picture scroll and the picture scrolls that unfolded are from someone's pen. Become a girl in the enchantment and discover the truth about the strange story of the world of silence. The right. vision accumulated in the past 2,300 years is about to reappear here. What? Okay. I'm understanding this just as well as the audio is warbly, but um, yeah, that's great. Thanks. Um, system requirements. Minimum is 2 gigs of RAM. Recommend it's 4 gigs of RAM. You don't need an operating system. You don't need a processor. You don't need a graphics card. You just need 1 gig of available space, at least 2 gigs of RAM, 
and DirectX version 9.0c, which is the same thing that was required of Toho games like 10-something years ago. Does that mean I can play it on a calculator? Probably. These days? Maybe. <laughs> so, Wonderful. Mm -hmm. yeah. It looks, um, it looks kind of like uh, an original Toho game. Like, it carries similar, it, it carries a similar, like, aesthetic. Yeah. It's your curtain fire game. Um, so. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. it's and yeah, then, it's like a, it's a schmuck, but it also kind of, it kind of carries uh, some of the old design aesthetics, like color, like um, color palettes, yeah. as the uh, older Toho games. Yep, and I like that because it older Toho games, I feel like it's a lot easier to see the bullets than in the new ones. I play um, what was the one we got when we were in Japan? Had a lot of trouble actually seeing the bullets contrasted. They don't contrast well in the background, so I ended up missing a lot of bullets. It was it was the one with like the ten kanji character in the middle. <laughs> uh, it's it's the it's the one with the season changes, right? Um, I don't remember what it's called. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the one with the seasonal changes where you can kind of like you can change. Oh, there's there's three seasons. You can ch it changes kind of like the colors of the bolts kind of change depending on the season. And no matter all four of them, still don't contrast well. Still don't contrast well with the background. A lot of bullets just blend into the background, and as a result, I just kept getting hit by bullets I couldn't see. Yeah, that's not that's not too great. Yeah, it was Hidden Star in Four Seasons. Uh, looks like twenty, yeah, twenty seventeen. Obviously, that's the year we were there. So neat. So oh, a return to form is nice. Uh, yeah, true. Uh, well, I mean, of course, it's a it's a fan game, but yes, it is definitely a welcome uh, sort of resurgence. Cool. Well, that's about it for the Steam games. Uh, we've got more music on the way here stuff that we want to probably uh, show people. So let's get into it. So we've got stuff from Zion, stuff from what is this? Soteno Yuki and then something from At the Mercy of Sounds, uh, which At the Mercy of Sounds we also had uh, I think was the very first song at the intro of this show uh, was also from them. So um, some pretty neat stuff. So we'll hop into these we we'll be back right after this. It's OK Radio Live for 107.
Hey, it's Kinsoki Radio Live number 107 this evening with Lunar DMJ and Zara once again. What? 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 I hope you, I hope you enjoy like every time you come in. I just say I just make a weird noise to kind of just you know make my presence known. Like I'm here. <laughs> it's a thing. Yeah, it's just you know it's a thing. You know, it's just like hey, I'm here. <laughs> so am I. All right, let's uh, let's see here. So we're through our game news. We've talked a little bit about sort of the title of this episode, but what else is going on at the station? Let's kind of take a look here as we normally do. So you got something to say, DMJ? Oh, sorry. I know I was adjusting myself in Go my ahead. seat. I've been <laughs> sitting on my legs, and if you don't know, I have two um, two legs. Wow. Sticks. No, I have two control sticks digging into my legs because they're literally vase mounted to my uh, armrests and they jut very well is into that, my sitting position. Is that- hey, DMJ, when were you playing DCS? Oh, jeez. Oh, GCS. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just saw somebody try to fly an F-16 with a race wheel and now I just don't with want to play With a race wheel? Anymore. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Uh, the, ra- the the racing paddles would be nice to have though for a sim like that. Uh, anyway, as I was saying, so we talked a little bit about what you know ignition means. It's basically we are so very close to phase two being in effect. Uh, that is basically all we're waiting on is for a third party to hook up a couple cables, and that's about it. <clears throat> um, but we also got some things that arrived just yesterday we just had our latest couple of shirt designs arrive in our studio so that is the chilled cherno and the magic marissa t-shirts those are are currently in our studio they are waiting to be sent out that will happen this coming week here for those who don't know we ran a pre-order for a couple of weeks um, about a month ago or so and that was basically the campaign the thing that helps us to sort of do the 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 bulk order for uh, really any of the designs that we publish so it, it helps to enable us to be able to stock some extras on hand for those who miss out on the pre-order so but that said uh what we also learned about these shirts and obviously with some past shirts we've like asked the community hey you know what what designs what colors do you think you like we just with the toho wet series we're really just kind of going for it we're like yeah there's probably going to be enough people that are interested so let's just go ahead and do it um so we did that but as it turns out you know these are definitely like by far our two brightest t-shirt designs it's more of a sort of cyan for the the, the base of the uh, Cherno shirt. Obviously, that color tends to work well. And then we've got a, uh, a sort of a gold or a kind of close to a yellow uh, color for the Magic Marissa shirt. So they're they're bright shirts. Like the other shirts that we've done up to this point have been sort of a you know close to a maroon or a dark green or a dark blue, kind of a navy color or just black, right? Um, we know that our listeners like dark colored shirts but these are two bright shirts and because of that you know the pre-orders weren't nearly as popping as some of the others that we've done so as a result uh we will have some stock available after they go back up on our store but we only have single digit sizes for every size 
for these shirts. So if you missed out on the pre-order and you want to get a shirt, stay tuned. Like, make sure you're paying attention to either our Twitter page or our announcements channel and our Discord server, which by the way, I haven't mentioned it yet, but discord.gg slash gr to join us over on Discord. And then, um, so th those couple places will definitely be announcing it over there. Um, but then also if you're, you know, on our Facebook page or whatever, I guess we'll probably put it up there as well. Just to, just to make sure that people know, hey, uh, our stock is now available for sale. Because right now, if you go to our website, it'll say there's zero stock. It's because I want to make sure that we get all the shirts for the pre-orders sent out to folks. And then also shirts that are out to our supporters, our enthusiasts, uh, out to folks as well. So once all that is taken care of, it'll go back up on the website and anyone who missed out can grab one if they so desire. So there is, uh, as has been the case with the Tohoet shirts up to this point, uh, you can grab one for 25 or two for $10, or uh, it's 10% uh, off, so that'd be $5 off uh, both uh, shirts. So that is still something we're going to be doing for this. And uh, yeah, what that means is that they're probably gonna go a little quicker than uh, some folks um, might anticipate. For example, the the Cardinal Reimu and the Forest um, Yomu shirts, all the the small size of the shirts like sold out within the first 24 or 48 hours or something. It was very fast. So uh, yeah, so that's just something to be aware of uh, if you're looking to get one of those. But enough about shirts. We have those. They're cool. But moving on. So one thing we're Continuing to work on is our mobile app. So folks who have our mobile app or have an Android device that have tried it out uh, will perhaps have noticed that you know, there was a point in time where maybe uh, playback was a little bit flaky if you were uh, away from home. If you're on a mobile network for whatever reason, and I'm pretty sure the the reason has something to do with some internal buffering uh, server side or something like that, but for whatever reason, uh, that the, the current version of the mobile app doesn't really like IceCast-based streams. So right now, we actually have two different streams going. We have our IceCast streams that are available for our website and through our, our primary endpoints, uh, you know, one for 128, two for 64, and then, or 64k, and then three for uh, 256 uh, mp3. We have those out there, those are our main endpoints, but we have a couple of others out there as well um, running on Shoutcast, and those are specifically just for the mobile app until we get the new version out there. Uh, and the new version will be version 2.x. So right now I think we're on 1.1.5 or 1.1.6 or something like that, somewhere in there. Uh, this will be 2. Point whatever, and that's because there are some key changes that are going to happen with uh, the new iteration of the app. Um, on the surface, for the most part, it'll look pretty much the same. There's a couple of major uh, things that are going to be different about it, though. Uh, one is the minimum uh, API version, or for for most folks, it's going to be what is the lowest version of the operating system that you can run our mobile app on. Right now, it's version 5.0, um, but it will, after 2.0, the app version 2.0 goes out, it will move up to 8. So you, you'll have to have at least Android 8 to run it. And we're doing that because one of the challenges with developing the mobile app for such a wide range of Android operating system versions, because you have to remember, like, what are we up to? Like, Android version 11 now or something? 
so it it's... yes um just just to do like a quick little thing um for those who don't know android 5.0 is lollipop we, we will now need oreo yeah. in order to run yeah so that's it's gonna be i mean so i've, I've done sort of the, the user base analysis and we're gonna be missing out on i think less than five percent of, of folks probably less than that uh the the averages for android users as a whole is considerably larger than our listener base our listener base tends to be apparently by the by the numbers uh tends to be more technologically savvy so they our listeners tend to keep up a bit more with recent um devices and things like that so to to give you a little bit of perspective like i'm running a at this point a relatively dated phone i have a galaxy s7 edge and um, whoa and so relatively dated that's that's ancient well so this runs android 8.0 so it will be able Mm. to run the new app but only just um as i was trying to get into earlier uh, one of the reasons is because, you know, aside from trying to develop for such a wide array of operating system versions, uh, one of the challenges with that is compatibility. Obviously, you you want everything from your minimum version to current to be able to run your app. And going all the way back to 5.0 is challenging for a couple of reasons. One, uh, the way that services run internally in Android apps is a little bit different. And two... And this is going to seem really superficial for folks, but the way that notifications are served on Android apps, or just Android in general, is different until you hit 8.0. And then 8.0 and beyond that, from a code perspective, is actually relatively similar. So, yeah, so, so like, there's literally, like, a case where if Android version is less than 8.0, it's one type of notification, and if it's 8.0 or beyond, it's another type of notification in the code. So, and that's not the only place that 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 kind of disparity happens. Um, we're able to get rid of a lot of compatibility layering uh, by just setting the minimum operating system version to Oreo. So, that's what we're doing. So I, I say this because like for the most part, people are going to be, most people will be unaffected, but I know that there's going to be some folks out there that will be, and that's the reason why. It's just go- it's going to be, one, easier to maintain, two, hopefully, you know, fewer crashes and in, in ANRs and things like that will, uh, will, will occur. ANR is an app not responding, so like, you know, it will feel like it takes a while to do something. Uh, we'll, we should see fewer of those kinds of things happen uh, with this change. So that's some of the sort of like deep in the code changes, but on the surface, uh, we're also doing a couple of things with user experience. Um, First of all, any new user that opens up the app, like installs it and opens it up for the first time, will see that there's a login screen. And that's, uh, that creates a little bit of friction if someone's brand new, just wants to listen to the music or whatever. Uh, I, I imagine, I don't have any hard numbers for this, but I imagine that some folks are going to see that and go, well, I don't have an account, and they'll just uninstall it and be on their way, they'll do something else. So I, I want to get rid of that, and instead what will happen is brand new users will see the introduction sequence. So that, that's nice, because it tells you a bit more about the station, the app, and this community. In fact, there's a there's a slide for that but uh, on, on Discord. But uh, 
Um, after that, they'll just be able to listen to the station proper. And if you want to log in, it's going to be available through the sidebar. So it's just less friction for folks that are brand new to Kinsoki Radio, don't know what it is, just want to open it up, try it out, discover all that good stuff. So, um, so there's that. And then uh, finally, I'm working on a new screen within the app, which is kind of akin to a homepage. So rather than just going straight into a player, uh, there will be a homepage that says, you know, thing says things like, uh, what is you know, some of the latest uh, live episodes or Discord stages that we've had? Uh, what are some of the what's some of the news that's out there? We're gonna sort of bake that in, um, kind of similar to our news, um, like news and updates, our knowledge role in our Discord server. We'll try to get that out there so that folks that aren't in our Discord know that hey, we're still doing stuff and this is what we're up to, kind of thing. So. Uh, so we're going to get more of that out there. And if you're logged in, it will also have things like, you know, what are some of your favorite songs or what are some things that we think you would like, like recommendations, things like that. So um, so it'll be a little bit more informational uh, and also a little bit more personalized uh, if you're logged in. So I think that's, uh, those are, that's kind of the main point of the homepage. And obviously... We're still going to have the player and information that's currently up there, like circles and albums and stuff like that, where you can find the I'm, albums from stores and stuff like that. So. I'm really excited for this up because I actually do use the the the, the app, and I absolutely find that the experience, at least on my phone, has problems, specifically with it yelling at me every time I open. Uh, yelling <laughs> at you how? Uh, well, my, my phone says it's a constantly crashing game or constantly crashing app when I know it's not crashing. Hmm. I see. Yeah. So, uh, again, I've, I've said this numerous times over the last year or two, but app development is hard. People think, well, apps are super popular. There's a lot of them out there. Uh, and if we were just doing a basic like text only or like text and pictures information only uh, application, It'd be a lot easier to to make it like, but the thing is that the one of the core elements of the mobile app is the, the ability to listen to the radio station. Uh, if you don't have that, you're you're missing out, right? So we got to get that in there, and it's just the compatibility and the specific classes that you use and the code and stuff like that. It's just it's it's a bit challenging, um, you know. If you don't believe me develop your own and try to like don't just if you're not just developing a basic like hit play and go kind of thing like that right now in development that's what the app is it's there's a play button it, there's all the live info and stuff like that that works you're good to go i know it works but there's much more to it than that there's we have a whole set of api endpoints that the the application pulls from and stuff like that and it's just a little bit more complicated than uh than might meet the eye so Anyway, so that's out there, um, and then obviously, I know folks on iOS are probably feeling left out, but uh, I gotta I gotta nail this down first. So, um, on the Android side, anyway, we're also looking at uh, we're, we're looking into the ability to, or I guess, integrating Android Auto into this. Uh, a lot of people who listen in their car a lot who have Android Auto, hi, some sort of yeah, hi there, uh, who who have some sort of uh, infotainment system or otherwise in their car uh, will be able to the, the goal is to be able to 
enable people to listen not just to the radio station, but also just do like a quick browse on uh, some of our podcasts, so past live shows, uh, Discord stage events, and anything else that we put up there as a podcast. Um, so that'll all be sort of baked in as well. Um, it, that's basically it. It's just going to be a player, uh, a relatively basic browser. That's about it. So, uh, But that's all it needs to be for Android Auto, right? So, um, so we're going to look into that, and obviously with anything that gets pushed for Android Auto, it's uh, the development requirements, the user experience requirements are a lot more stringent because there's this whole like road safety issue that you now have to think about. So, mm-hmm. um, so that's going to be interesting to jump through those hoops and try to get that going. Um, yeah, and then I guess on the back burner is uh, Chromecast. So, because it'd be neat to be able to, to cast to a television or a device or whatever. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what's going on on the app front for those people who are interested in that kind of thing. Um, that's about all I got. The other stuff I had written for this section were... Uh, the, the thing about Cloudflare and the thing about how uh, some websites are way overvaluing uh, GI. Yeah. Which, um, I mean, if, if our value is that high, then great. Um, I'm not looking to sell, but uh, it would be kind of flattering to hear that we're worth X number of dollars. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so... so that's the tech our- industry really likes to put valuations on sites that make no money whatsoever. Yeah, like, um, oh, I don't know, TNC, or, yeah, Twitter, really, (laughs) really anything from Silicon Valley that that kind of follows that model, like, hey, give us a bunch of capital and we'll, we'll eventually make money, we promise. We'll, we'll make money, I think. Is, uh, is Amazon still, like, do they still operate at a loss? I think so. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. that's pretty hilarious. You know what's funny, though, about the whole thing is this is about to get into a little bit of, you know, uh, space talk here. But Jeff Bezos suing uh, NASA for trying to get SpaceX's contract. And I think that has to do with the fact that I think they're also operating Blue Origin at a loss. No, wait, you're not. No, wait, government bureau, you're not to take this other unfair unfair god if only fairchild aircraft could use that argument i don't know at what point the silicon valley model will just like people will see it for what it is like sometimes it works and sometimes it works great and other times it doesn't yeah and i mean and especially when it's well it's interesting now i know this is kind of a weird topic but like especially when you start to see that model be applied to different industries Yeah, I just don't know. I think people just like looked at the looked at the '90s, like it worked for them. Why can't it work for me? It's like because you're working in a completely different with a completely different like like a different problem here. It's like you can't you can't apply that to like building cars. Here's here like this is this is why it gets so weird. It, it is a true statement. Gensokyo Radio makes more profit than Amazon if they're still operating at a loss, right? Not revenue, because their revenue is massive, but profit. Because I can tell you that at, at the end of the year, when I have to file taxes for this stuff, because that's a thing that has to be done, right? 
Mm -hmm. That number is a positive number. It's not a negative yeah. number. <laughs> that's all. That's all. That's all anyone needs to know to be able to say that, right? So it was crazy. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah. But you know, like uh, like someone in chat said, or like Wanamingo said, with thirty six employees, anything's possible. DMJ. So let's let's figure. Yeah, we got. Let's yeah, we out. got 36 employees and $8 billion in our pocket. We Let's just, go. We just need to figure out where the other 32 employees went, and it'll be good. Yeah, we need to figure that one out, because uh, they need to get back to work. Can't find a remote. <laughs> How about can't find my 32 employees? <laughs> yeah. Where's my can't $8 million? Can't find my $8 million. Where'd it go? <laughs> that's, that's I would like to take a small, small loan of $1 million. Yeah, it's a small loan of $1 million. Yeah. I'm telling you, though. That's like the funniest thing I've heard. It's like, yeah, we got 36 employees and $8 million in our pocket. I'm waiting till I, somebody asks me. It's like, oh, hey, I, I looked up your, I looked up, you guys actually do pretty well. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Lost memories of forgotten employees. Uh, Vershike does mention, you know, they're not working at a loss. Amazon isn't working at a loss. They're, they're reporting at a loss. So, oh, Wanamingo oh, using my own title against me. <laughs> but by the same token, we, GR, as, like, technically is a sole proprietorship. It, we have to, we make, it makes money. It has to, at a certain point, operate like a business. So, um, yeah, we don't, we don't report a loss. That's, it's a positive number. That's, that's my point. I think, yeah. it, I think people understand what I was, what I was getting at with that. So. Ah. <sighs> So that's right. that's about it. Great. Mm -hmm. So thanks thanks everyone. Um, if you know where any of our missing employees went, please let us know. Uh, you can. And if you're one of the if you are one of the missing employees, you need to report back to work. I have your timestamps, and I will have to get out Mr. Tickles in order to get you to back into work. Gosh, don't make this weird. Just bring just bring your time card back, and then like maybe bring a box of donuts or something as an apology we might just kind of look over it i will make you go into the party hole if you don't like the party hole you better come back to work you don't like the party hole i've seen what you guys do i mean hey if you don't want to report back i guess we'll have to go to japan without you yep and with that yeah. said thanks everyone for listening to this episode good so security alive episode number 107 one final thing i do want to mention that we we just want to thank folks who are supporting what we do uh if you didn't know our listeners are already chipping in to support the folks who work behind the scenes to develop and maintain uh this platform through three by seven you can support at various levels and get perks such as exclusive updates early access to show recordings new merch and even maybe make an appearance on our live show uh which actually our next guest show should be next month so uh folks who support at a certain level even Get a special enthusiast tag in JR's Discord server, so those purple names that you're seeing in there, those are those guys. Thank you very much. Supporters help make it possible for us to spend more time working on this platform rather than something else, so if you enjoy what we put together, uh, please consider joining our campaign at patreon.com slash 3x7 for just as little as a dollar a month. Every bit helps, and we thank all of our patrons for your continued support. These episodes are also available on all major podcast platforms your apple podcast google podcast spotify stitcher iHeartRadio, deezer tune in and of course if there are any others out there that you want us to appear on just let us know and we'll work on getting ourselves out there so thanks everyone thanks everyone once again for tuning in uh for dmj and zara i am lunar 
and we'll talk to you in the next one. Till then.